Welcome to the Popular Apocrypha Podcast. We're like character surgeons. We cut off parts of fictional characters that we don't like and add on parts that we do like. See, that's his intro. Yep, that's how it works. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to us on our website, popapoc, that's P-O-P-A-P-O-C dot com, or on Twitter or Instagram at popapoc, P-O-P-A-P-O-C podcast, at popapoc podcast. I wonder if the Twitter handle mouth clip finding out now. That's a theme recently for Nick. Yeah, that way someday I can just dish them out. Sell them, you mean? You get one, and you get one. Oh, it's like a gift. Yeah. All his grandchildren (laughs) on their 18th birthday get a custom Twitter handle. After Twitter is gone. Yeah. My first grandchild gets Prison Wizard. My second grandchild will get Mouth Clicks. (laughs) If it's available. Yes, assuming it's available. My third grandchild will probably get Big Peepee Daddy 1. Was Big Peepee Daddy 69 not available? I don't know. I didn't try for Big Peepee Daddy 69. I'll let you figure that out. Meanwhile... (laughs) Today, episode 73, Ross Geller and Rachel Green, two of the protagonists from the hit sitcom Friends. I'll be there for you. <laughs> and we were so not on set. <laughs> also, he was like way off key. No, not with, point. Your, not with your claps. It's the point so we don't get copyright struck. Oh, it was intentional. Yes. Oh, you thought you were close Wink. enough to the original song so that it would be copywritten? It, it, that we'd get a strike. Yeah, that, I don't know. I don't know. Even though Riley's just being really proactive and making sure that we don't have any we're a parody, uh, issues. We're a parody podcast. We're a very strict, very serious podcast. About, like oh, hell. We are a literary <laughs> review. Anyway. Literary yes. review about characters' yes. Yes. Oh, I mean, somebody well, has to review them. I mean. Nine out of ten. This, I give this <laughs> A nine Can we stop? Nine, God! Nine inches out of ten. No! <laughs> now, there are a lot of stories and relationships that Ross and Rachel are involved with, but I'm going to summarize um, I- I'm going to summarize a bit so that we can really focus as much as possible on these two characters and their interactions without getting too sidetracked by peripheral characters or, narr- or narrative. Um, so, with that, I'm just going to jump in. Ross Geller was raised by his parents on Long Island, New York, and is the older brother of co-protagonist Monica Geller. He is a paleontologist and college professor living in New York City. Ross is friends with co-protagonists Phoebe, Chandler, and Joey. Ross has also been married four times. Ross is also friends with another individual, Rachel Green. Rachel Green was raised as an incredibly spoiled child by her parents. When she was young, she had a large nose, but later got a nose job done. When she was six, she met Monica, Ross's sister, and they became best friends. Over the course of the show, Rachel has a number of different positions and different uh, career choices, moving from being a barista to a fashion assistant to a personal shopper for Bloomingdale's. And then finally, at the end of the show, she is an executive with Ralph Lauren. When Ross and Rachel were both in high school, Ross developed a crush on Rachel. Because Rachel never seemed to notice his feelings, and because his friend, uh, Will, I believe, was bullied by Rachel, Ross helped to co-found the I Hate Rachel Club. (laughs) The club decided to spread a rumor that Rachel was a hermaphrodite, but Rachel returned the favor after witnessing, uh, not as much a rumor, but witnessing Ross making out with the school's 50-year-old librarian and telling everyone. But that happens uh, in like flashbacks and things throughout the show. We first meet Ross and Rachel later in life when Rachel comes to New York and New York City after leaving her fiancé at the altar. Ross, previously depressed over his recent divorce after his wife left him for a woman, decides that he still has feelings for her and is about to tell her, you know, episodes later, uh, but misses his chance when she enters a relationship with some hot Italian dude named Paolo. But Rachel breaks up with Paolo after he makes a move on Phoebe. At the end of season one, Rachel finds herself fantasizing about dating Ross after Chandler, their mutual friend, lets it slip that Ross is still in love with her. She eventually rushes to the airport to pick up Ross since Ross has been away in China, only to find out that while he was away, he had found a girlfriend, Julie. 
In season two, Rachel accidentally leaves uh, Ross a drunken message confessing her feelings, and Ross has to choose between his girlfriend or Rachel, his longtime uh, romantic interest. To do so, uh, his friends assist him in making a pros and cons list, which Rachel finds, and this strains their relationship as friends. But after seeing a video of Ross heartbroken after Rachel leaves him, for uh, Rachel leaves him to go with her prom date during high school prom, even though the prom date was late and Ross was gonna, Ross like got ready really quickly to go with Rachel and it was like really sweet. Um, after seeing that video, Rachel and Ross finally do end up getting together at the very end of season two. In season three, Rachel gets a job at Bloomingdale's from this dude named Mark. And Ross is convinced that, that Mark really only gives Rachel the job because Mark wants to be with her and thinks in, in paranoia and partial, you know, that his paranoia kind of comes from that relationship uh, uh, dissolving with the, the, his divorce. So that's part of this. But uh, it, he, he suspects out of that paranoia that she's having an affair, becomes jealous and, and questions her a lot. Um, and, you know, Rachel spending time away. But uh, after making some serious accusations, uh, including a mail message that that Ross leaves for Rachel, uh, Rachel breaks up with him involving a really dramatic scene involving the pair arguing. And that's uh, that kind of closes their relationship in season four. In season four, eventually, Ross and Rachel begin to accept that their relationship is is crumbling. And Ross enters a relationship with a, another woman named Bonnie. But apparently Rachel saw his feelings for him, and he uh, decides to choose her over Bonnie and breaks up with Bonnie, sending her home. Uh, he, he pursues that relationship with Rachel. Um, but Rachel then writes Ross an 18-page letter saying that she wants him to take full responsibility for everything that had previously gone wrong in their relationship. And he's not going to have that and does not take responsibility. And once again, again their relationship comes to an end. So Ross eventually ends up in a relationship with this woman named Emily. They have a relatively really good relationship and eventually get engaged and are going to be married in England. Um, they arrange a wedding in London, but at the altar, Ross says Rachel's name instead of Emily's in, oh. in the vows. Um, <laughs> but uh, despite being, you know, really angry with Ross, his fiance decides to go through with the wedding and uh, during the reception, um, Ross doesn't do so good in convincing uh, his new wife to forgive him. Ross really wants to make this uh, second marriage because, you know, his previous divorce, his second marriage work and tries to win over his wife's forgiveness. But Emily, his his wife, tells him that he has to completely end his relationship with his friendship with Rachel and avoid any contact with her. Otherwise, they would divorce. I, I think that's fair. Wanting absolute no contact with yeah. With with the woman whose name your husband said at the altar, I would be livid. Let's talk about that. Um, yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> uh, but Ross Ross decides not that he he realizes that he cannot just end his friendship with Rachel, and um, they go and Ross goes through a second divorce in season six during a drunk evening in Vegas uh, in Las Vegas. Ross and Rachel decide to get married and then decide to seek an annulment, despite the fact that Ross does not want to have three divorces on on his record. Uh, Ross tells Rachel that uh, he took care of it, but reveals to his friend Phoebe that technically he and Rachel are actually still married. Ross is going to tell Rachel that they're still married, but um, refrains from doing so because she she's going through uh, a number of things, including having to move out of Monica's, her best friend's apartment. Uh, and then Rachel finds out on her own, becomes furious with him, storms in on one of his classes. Uh, then she goes to a judge and files for an annulment, under, but under false pretenses. And because of this, the judge doesn't grant the annulment. Then Ross and Rachel file for divorce because they agree that if uh, they got married for real, it would be the one that stuck. 
In season seven, we find that two mutual friends of Ross and Rachel, Monica, Ross's sister, and Chandler, one of their friends, um, are, are, are in a relationship and become engaged in season seven. About a month before Monica and Chandler's wedding, uh, Ross and Rachel sleep together in this odd, it's for like a, like a supporting one another kind of thing. It's a friends with benefits um, sort of situation. Uh, and they, they had, but they both admit that they had wanted to get together uh, on Monica and Chandler's engagement. Is this all Friends is? Is this a ton of drama? Oh, oh yeah. I'm leaving the, out so much. The entire show is drama. I'm like cutting. I'm trying to summarize as much as I can. It's like One Tree Hill for beginners. So, but then in season eight, Ross ends up dating a different woman, a woman that he met at the reception for um, Monica and Chandler's wedding uh, about a month after that, after he and Rachel um, had sex. The, the relationship with this new woman is going well until Ross finds out that uh, Rachel is pregnant due to their that one night a couple months ago. Ross asks Rachel to move in with him um, in order to, you know, raise the, this child together, uh, which causes uh, his relationship with his girlfriend to end. And then uh, we see a number of opportunities for Ross to to reunite with Rachel to confess growing, feel, you know, reemerging feelings with her and misses those opportunities um, which obviously is very dramatic for us as the audience. Because by this point, we're super attached. Have you never watched Friends? I've never watched Friends. Okay. Also, at one point, uh, a, f- a friend of Ross's suggests that Ross propose to Rachel and and Joe and then and then Joey, uh, another mutual friend, a part of the, that core group, picks up uh, the ring that that friend had given to Ross um, after it fell out of Ross's bag. He shows it to Rachel and she thinks that he's proposing to her and she says yes. What? Yeah. What? So this other mutual friend picks up this ring on accident, shows it to Rachel. She thinks that he's proposing. No. Says yes. No, there's no way you can think. What? What? He was. Uh, he was. He was on his knee at the time. He was. What? Also, also, <sighs> Joey there, had been contemplating having feelings for her and didn't really know where he stood. It, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Joey's the best character on that show, by the way. Joey and Phoebe. Fair. Yeah. When, uh, anyway, this results in Ross being furious with Joey. Look, it, it, there, there's a Dude, lot. There's a lot more to here it than just. I understand, just showing, like, but when you sped it up this fast, <laughs> it sounds so dumb. It, I'm just being honest. It is, it's dumb it in really the show is too. This dumb. It really, it really is. But when there's like, when there's no, like, when you cut out all the fat and it's just the arc, like what what Tyler's doing, I'm just like, this is oh, just, this is just uh, their storyline. Ross and Rachel, like, there's and this is just, and that. yeah, you're only you're only getting like bare bones. I'm get, I'm only giving you two characters there are five main characters five ma- and that's not even including side characters and other relationship people that come in and out i've, I've mentioned six. a few of them six main characters six six ross monica yep um and so you're, you're not getting four other characters like all of their shenanigans but we're getting there guys so now oh we're boy. in season nine whoa it, it keeps going how many seasons are there <laughs> ten we're getting, so, we're getting close. We're getting close. Don't in worry. season nine, uh, the, the two friends, Joey and Phoebe, uh, believe that Ross and Rachel should get back together, um, mainly for the sake of their now born daughter, Emma. Um, they try to manipulate things into creating a setting for this to happen. And we're not even mentioning that. Ross already has a kid. Yeah, I forgot to mention that, too. He has a kid. So bef- before the divorce with his first wife that left him for a woman, they so that she was actually pregnant at the time of them having that divorce. And then they had a son named Ben. So the Ben is Ross's first son, his, his oldest. And then Emma is the, the daughter that he had with Rachel. Look, like This whole storyline is so convoluted. <laughs> So at the end of season nine, Ross develops a crush on a fellow paleontology professor named Charlie. After spending some time with Ross, Charlie realizes she has more in common 
with Ross than she does with Joey, who she also had a crush on and breaks up with Joey. Joey then sees Ross and Charlie kiss, feeling hurt and betrayed, not surprisingly, goes to Rachel's room and kisses her. This is after the whole proposal thing that happened with Joey. Uh, in season 10, uh, Ross and Charlie seem to have a pretty good, uh, you know, healthy relationship um, until she's reunited with an ex and she decides to end it with Ross and go with the ex instead. Huh, weird. Rachel and Joey break up when they realize that they're just not really more than platonic um, after after being used to that for so long. Um, Rachel is then offered a job by that. Remember that that character Mark that I mentioned before that that Ross got really jealous over? You know, pretty vaguely at this point. <laughs> no, that, that, the, the big jealousy thing that happened that, that broke up their relationship in like season four or whatever. Um, so Mark reemerges and offers Rachel a job. Mark is now married and has twins and offers a job, uh, with Louis Vuitton, uh, in Paris. Bad. Um, yeah, uh, offers Rachel a job in Paris with, uh, with Louis Vuitton. Uh, Ross is upset when he learns that Rachel is intending to leave the country and she, and he confronts her about it. And, uh, she tells him that it, uh, all of the, the career change and everything has been really hard emotionally um, especially and uh, with him, especially after everything that they've been through together, and the two once can spend a night together. Ross thinks uh, that this could cause the restarting of that relationship, but she's still headed to Paris. And later, Ross realizes that he still loves her, and he goes to the airport to express his feelings. But she walks away and boards the plane. Uh, Ross goes home and hears a message that she left him, revealing that she changed her mind and got off the plane. He turns around. He sees her standing in the doorway. Um, you know, they kiss, embrace, and they promise to never break up again. And that's essentially the end of the show. That's the end. Oh, I didn't think. Uh, so it's it's revealed. So there's a, a spinoff of Friends called Joey. That's mostly just about Joey's. Act. And it's revealed in the pilot episode that Ross and Rachel have remarried. At. So Ross uh, essentially eventually ends up with that high school girl that he had a crush on so many years ago. After all of that and all of that and so much more that I'm not that I'm leaving out. So what do you think, Riley? Was that was that complicated enough for you? I am uh, number one. I'd like Ross and Rachel's storyline to be one season long. <laughs> I think that's my first change that I'd like to make. One of them leaves. Who is it? You want their entire relationship to only be one season? Is that the end of the show? No, I want them to still exist, but I want them to only be romantically involved for one season. Decide it's not worth it, and then move on like real human beings. That is very unromantic of someone that i would not expect that of. i would have expected you to go with a slightly more romantic option given that well okay look they do and they do end up together i understand just don't date your friends well that's not well necessarily true never ever 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 no i'm fine ever date your friends i completely disagree with nick nick (laughs) i married a friend yeah i did too yeah yeah cool Anyway, so here's the deal. Must be nice. I would say don't date your coworkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't date your coworkers. As a general rule, there are probably exceptions, none that I can think of. But don't don't date. I okay. So I am good with one of two options. Okay, the first option, which was my initial gut reaction to how much drama was involved, is to just cut it out. We kill one of the characters, or no, shush, or we do make it more romantic. Right. But I just I hate the amount of unnecessary, stupid drama. So that is the entire point of the show. So I think maybe I didn't fully contextualize this. This is a 1990s sitcom set in New York City. Does that help? Because uh, <laughs> it should. I mean, should help. there's still so much drama involved. I mean, yeah, that's the whole know. point. That's that is the whole point I, of the show. The entire show is drama. 
And, and there are certain plot points that you brought up that like, okay, that would make sense. Yeah. That's fine. I could see that as a normal character arc. It's just the the inane amount of like, oh, we should date, but this person goes on a trip and then I find another person, but then I come back and then you still want to date me, but now I'm torn between these two people and then I break up with this person to date you, but then you decide it wasn't worth it, so you found someone else. It's like that's Oh, I forgot they're, something they're, actually they're kind, of, they're kind of awful people. Yeah, they 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 really are. Um I forgot something kind of important. Remember Mark, the jealousy, yeah, all that. So when uh that happened and they confronted and they have this big argument, right? And then they decide to take a break. They they have this argument after you know Ross accuses her of maybe possibly cheating on him with this Mark, his uh, her coworker, blah blah blah. And they decide to take a break. Then Ross, very sad and feeling lonely, he so he goes out and he gets drunk, and uh, the, and uh, this this promiscuous woman named something, and uh, they end up sleeping together. He has a one night stand with this. He has a one night stand with this woman, and arguably, I mean, really, to him, it doesn't really mean that much. Like, like, like he's not like pursuing this woman, is what I'm trying to say. And, but then, and, and I believe that he confesses this to Rachel at he least does. later on. And that causes the end of their relationship because yep. to yeah. her, because to her, it was they were still in a relationship on a break, and she cheated, and he Unclear cheated on her. Clear communication. Yeah, what does that mean? It, they, so they, she, from her, from Rachel's perspective, they were still in a relationship, and Ross cheated on her. From Ross's perspective, because they were on a break, they were yeah, they, they were, were on a break. on a break, and so they were they had, for all they intents had and purposes broken up. And whatever he se. does during that. Oh, look, they're, man, they're these, both, are, these are grown adults yeah. not communicating. Look, they're both I'm more awful infuriated people. than anything else. <laughs> here's here's what I think is interesting. That's the biggest um, this show is the show. so popular, so incredible. Even to this day, people our age love. I've seen most of the show. Um, people love this show. And I my my hypothesis is that people are generally bored with their lives, and this is a fairly realistic in the sense that it's not like you know there's not aliens and you know it's 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 what's real, unrealistic about it's that? realistic fiction, <laughs> it's realistic fiction, and so uh, but it's very dramatic relationally, and I think that people are generally fairly bored, maybe choose to be bored sometimes in their relationships, and this is a way for them to. Escape that like, and then live vicariously, live vicariously within that. You, just, you need to spice things up sometimes. Toss a toy in the mix. Maybe a different kind of. Just don't communicate. See where that gets you. Ooh, that'll, that'll do it. That'll, that'll, <laughs> that'll add, get you. That'll add some drama. Boy, God, man. Probably my, why my last relationship so, ended. Oh, Riley. Oh, okay. Yep. So, Riley. I'm just going to pull that out. We're going to rip off this bandaid right now. So, Riley, <laughs> from what I'm hearing from you, uh-huh. your perspective of the this narrative of the two of them, which again, I tried to do my best summarizing, and Listen, I left a lot out. I, I'm very proud of you. I don't know how you do. So, Riley, from what I'm gathering from your reaction to all of this is that your perspective is that the the, the core uh, malfunction in these individuals as people is their inability to communicate. Is that right? I think that's part of it. Okay. I think a lot of it stems from the fact that there's a lack of communication. I also think that there's a significant lack of... Yeah, it, it, well... It, so if you want to bring it down to like an actual human trait that's probably getting in the way, it's lack of communication. But I also think that there's just a significant amount of coincidental oopsies that happen that is just like, I understand that life can sometimes do that and be that way, but not I not to the same degree in where you don't even talk about it. Right. And so the the coincidental oopsiness, you having never seen the show, you have no idea how true that is. Oh my God. But- 
there's there are some that are more realistic, I think, than yeah. others. And and I even when you're in your summary, I think there were some that I was like, I can see that right. or that makes sense right. or, or whatever. But one that to I never can... talk about it. Right. To never like See this this is my it, this is my perspective as well. It, 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 to take an example, uh, what Nick was talking about earlier with the whole like the ultimatum of, you know, uh, Ross says a uh, wrong wrong woman's name who he had has had feelings for in the past during his wedding to Emily. He says Rachel's name during during the wedding, during the vows uh, during his wedding to Emily. And uh, she, and then later, after trying to repair that, Ross doing a lot to try and repair that moment, for, uh, repair from that moment. Uh, she Emily gives him the ultimatum that um, we won't get divorced if you cut all contact from this individual from from Rachel Ross. You have to completely end your relationship with her, your your friendship with her, and and avoid contact. And to me, that the coincidental oopsie of like him saying her name, I feel like that's that's a thing that has happened in life. Oh like yeah, some some people have done that. Like. And sure, it's it's the name of someone that they have cared about and probably do still care about in a different way um, that they've had feelings for before. Like, that, I'm sure that well, that has it's, happened. It's similar to, like, having a really good conversation with just a random stranger. And as they're about to leave, you're like, like you almost say, I love you or yeah, something. Yeah, I've totally right? done Cause that. Right, because you just oh. had a really good conversation with them. I, I like, called the guy dad once. <laughs> only once? <laughs> just I once. I, I called my fifth grade teacher mom. Oh, I mean, like, not the teacher thing. Like, no, like, I... He was really confused. I, I told... Wait. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Oh, <laughs> but to illustrate the point, it happens. It happens. But the fact that you never talk about and it. That's what I was going to say. Nick, Nick was saying that uh, if I understand correctly, Nick, you were saying that that to you is that ultimatum that Emily makes to Ross is like reasonable from your perspective. But to me, that should have been, she, I think they, Ross and Emily should have then talked about why that happened and like uh, uh, what, what yeah, uh, unsettled issues are there between him and uh, between Emily and Ross and between Ross and Rachel it's, and then work through that. It's it's not like your teacher said, all right, here's an ultimatum. Cut off all contact with your mom or else I'll fail <laughs> you. It's, it's also not the same relationship. <laughs> I understand, but oh, man, I'm so mad. No, I, I, I want to I make one thing clear. I believe I think ultimatums in relationships are bullshit. Um, if you if you have that relationship with someone and you're able to communicate there's no reason whatsoever you should be throwing down ultimatums or, or threats. There shouldn't be <laughs> threats in your relationship. That's not okay. Uh, ultimatums like that are, are totally BS, like not okay to do. However, the request, I don't think is all that out, like out there, you know? I think it should never have gotten to the point, that point in no, the first place. No, they it, it shouldn't have. have talked about it. Yeah. And then that wouldn't have happened. So yeah. I guess to me, like it's unreasonable because it shouldn't have happened in the first place. You're right. It which shouldn't is have kind of Riley's perspective of this entire episode. <laughs> the, the all the, enjo- the the entirety of the show shouldn't have happened in the first place. But this is one of those things like I, I don't feel you being upset because your fiance said the wrong no. name at the altar. Uh, right. And then requesting that they don't have contact with the person whose name they said is all that far fetched. I, I don't think it's far fetched. I don't think that it's fully. I don't think it's fully reasonable. But again, that's because it should have. Well, yeah, been that, it also, shouldn't happen. Even even just to take into account the fact that they were ongoing friends, not just at, in at a relationship. That point, they were like they they had resolved the resentment from their previous that you know the the on a break stuff and the the resentment stuff the 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 blame of different things. And at that point, they were genuinely friends with one another and like good friends with one another at that point i I think it'd be a reasonable request for like someone that you only knew as your girlfriend for like like 
broke up, you never talked to again. I, I talk through it, man. Yeah. I just oh. that does not happen in this show. Like perfect ever. Everyone That's, assumes that there are there are probably about ten instances where it does happen, and it's the final episode of every season. <laughs> like literally, wow. yeah, where they actually talk. Perfect. Where they actually but talk. The majority of the time, it's not Ross and Rachel though. It's, That's uh, true. it's other characters. Usually it's other characters that actually talk through things and Ross and Rachel just kind of happen to break up or yeah. happen to fall uh, in like, love again. Or... Like the only decent relationship in the show of Monica and Chandler, uh, which is still which is still flawed. Great. It's still very flawed. See, but it's better than Ross and Rachel's. I actually, for the most part, really liked um, Phoebe mm-hmm. had a relationship with this scientist dude. Mm-hmm. And... And they and and it, they broke up eventually because of career related things, but their relationship was genuinely like peaceful. And yeah, I was right. Like, yeah, it wasn't crazy. Wow, <laughs> they actually Whoa. put that in the show. Wow. So I have some ideas for how to change. Lay them on me. I need them. How to change these characters? Really hates it all already. <laughs> I so here's the thing. We're we're it's like Grey's Anatomy. Questionably, I've oh, never I don't seen even, Grey's Anatomy. No, I don't even. That, we, we can't. We can't. <laughs> and not not this episode. Whew. That's a whole other. It's just as just it, dude, ma- maybe more. It's more. It's probably more. It's more. Oh, anyway, I think this is popular apocrypha. That's the show that we're on, and what we say <laughs> okay. we do on our website is we improve characters. Uh-huh. So, I would like to set up these characters for success, and R- then follow that through frontal lobotomies. That's what, that's what no th- no that's not an option. But <laughs> no, we could make them both sociopaths though instead. That'd be interesting. Uh, That's not enough. No, that we shouldn't do that either. That would probably make things worse. Maybe yes. I don't. Know. I actually have no idea. But I'm thinking we set these characters up for success and look at look at their past a little bit and look at okay, what could we do or change in their past um, or in their early stages of the show, like in the first couple of two, or within just the first couple of episodes, sort of thing, to set up Ross and Rachel for success relationship wise uh, with one another or or otherwise you know I, I don't I don't know if they'll end up together in our in our new canon or not um and then also like career and stuff because part of the especially later on in the the like seasons nine and ten and stuff some of their struggles are more career based jealousy and blame and guilt and all that which is very so I have an initial thought and you're both gonna hate it more um, drama. <laughs> So if we go around the circle of drama, eventually we'll come back to no drama. Well, so what I'm thinking is you, no. you, you guys, you, you guys know the butterfly effect, right? Like you change one point in the past yeah. and it changes a number of things. If a butterfly farts in Africa, then there'll be a tsunami in Japan. Uh, 500,000 years later. Yeah, right. That's like that's the, how it works. that's exact, exactly the formula. Yep. Um, so I was thinking, what if we choose one thing? In each of their pasts and change it. Okay. So with Rachel, what if uh, she never got her nose job? Yeah. So when did she get her nose job? Because um, in your description, you pre- said she got a nose pre- job. Pre- and then so that so sorry. Uh, yeah. You I, said I, then she turned six, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, no. So <laughs> hold I, on. I was trying to describe kind of them generally at the beginning. Ross and Rachel, that like kind of general, some general facts about each of them. And then uh, more the progression of them, their interactions. Okay. So I was thinking, uh, maybe, maybe with uh, let me let me say this. Uh, what about say with Ross? What if um, he never became a paleontologist? Or what if mm. he? What if he and uh, Rachel never met? Uh, <laughs> or what if what if Monica and Rachel never met? Because it's because they became best friends that cool. Ross got to know Rachel cool. a little bit early on in life in high school and developed that crush what if we only change one event 
that impacts both of them significantly. Their birth. <laughs> they're no, they're born different years. Like like that. No. So what I was going to say is they're born at the same time. What if from the same mom? What if Ross is still allowed? What if they're siblings? What if Ross is allowed? Ending drama isn't what someone normally thinks about when balancing the universe. <laughs> oh my god! But this this brings a smile on my face. Does bring a smile to my face. <laughs> what if we change one event, only one thing, and it's not even that? I don't think you're listening to me. Thing. They're never born. What if we only change <laughs> one thing? So I, I kind of skipped over it. I didn't talk about it very much. Um, but so Ross had a friend named, I, I think his name was Will. And um, uh, Will so I am? Ross, Ross had a friend named Will Colbert who was bullied by Rachel. What if the one event that we change for the better is that Rachel never bullies Will? What that would do, I, I mean, amongst other things that I don't even know yet, but like that would mean so, so at that point, that happens, the, the bullying happens concurrently and, and after Ross starts to develop a crush on Rachel. But, uh, but that could be fine. We could make that okay. In that Never Bullies Will, they don't co-found the I Hate Rachel Club. They don't start the rumor that Rachel is a hermaphrodite. Like, I, I, and that could change so, like, all of that could change multiple other things that I, I haven't even begun to process yet. Like... That just changing the like making it so that Rachel doesn't bully Ross's friend. What do you think? I love it. We, we, any, we'll have to go further. We'll have any to like amount of removing drama. I'm down for. Okay, so if Rachel doesn't bully Will, we'll have to change some other things. But like, like, like manually, or maybe Will bullies Rachel, and then Ross has to come to her defense. Yeah, Will bullies Rachel, and this gives her so an his, inferiority complex. His friend and then, uh, Ross steps in and helps her out with it, and they fall in love when they get married in the first season, and then there's no drama ever again. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode <laughs> of Popular Apocrypha. <laughs> That'd be actually really funny if we ended the episode right there. Um, we fixed it, boys. We, that's it. But I don't, I don't really want to make. I don't really want to have anyone be bullied. How about if nobody's bullied? Nobody should be bullied, but it's a fact of life. But we set the narrative on this show. We could make it be that in this one instance, it's a perfect world. Nobody gets bullied. They're all Rachel bullied by their socioeconomic status. Monica bullies everybody. <laughs> They're bullied by the man. I mean, that's already the upper class. Reality. Yeah, that's already, bourgeoisie. That's already happening. Um, what if what if Rachel doesn't bully Will? What do you think, Nick? Well, we'll have to change a couple of other small things, but we can tweak it a little bit more rather than having to well, I, do so much overhaul. What 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 all would that change in the future? That's what I want to that's what I want to go like, through. That's what I want to so, process. Cuz cuz how much of an effect does it have on them currently? So, the bullying. So right, so the the she bullies the friend, right. which they make the I hate Rachel she, club. Yeah, so so Ross and Will create the I hate Rachel club. So that wouldn't happen. Right. Because uh, Ross might like want to uh, you know, deal with his feelings that she still doesn't notice him, right? Yeah, right. But he doesn't have that co-founder with Will to uh-huh. create that club anymore, uh-huh. and so that that never happens, right? Is what I'm thinking, right? And because that never happens, they don't spread rumors about her, right. and because they don't spread rumors about her, uh-huh. um, maybe maybe they started off their relationship on a good foot by actually just saying hi to each other. Whoa. Oh wait, no, sorry, this Weird. is high school. Yeah, that uh, doesn't no, happen. That doesn't really happen in high school. God. That like really though. <laughs> Okay, I, there's another, there's one more event is. that we have to change. I think that's it. I think it's just the one more event that we really actually have to like and fully out with the teacher. change. Um, no, we can leave that. <laughs> yeah, he can make out with the teacher. I, 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 I would prefer to, ch- uh, let's change that. Yeah. Uh, you don't want sexual assault in this story? 
No, I don't. Let's change that. So he doesn't make out with a 50-year-old teacher either. So that's two events that we've changed. And so that also means that that rumor about, well, that truth, I guess, about Ross doesn't spread. Yeah, 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 that's true, I guess. Um, So that doesn't happen either. And then the other event, remember when I said earlier in the backstory about when they first get into a relationship, they get into a relationship in season two? Yeah. At the end of season two, start of season three, that's when. So what what happens is, um, there's this uh, there's this video of prom night in high school. Uh, so let me let me explain that a little bit better. So Rachel sees a video of Monica and herself getting ready for prom. Rachel's date Chip Matthews, such a like Chad name. Chip Matthews. Chip Matthews uh, d- didn't Dimidome. show up. Only the Dimsdale Dimidome. Rachel's date <laughs> hadn't had didn't show up. And so Typical um, Ross decides to go with her as her like backup, like a very in a very sweet way. Like, oh, uh, he like wasn't going to prom at all. Uh, I think he might have already graduated from high school at that point because he's the older brother. Um, but he goes and gets ready. Uh, but when uh, he comes back down to like try to ask her, Chip, it, it's too late. Chip show, has showed up and had already left with Rachel and Monica and Monica's date. Um, leaving Ross heartbroken. That she's seeing this video that Ross's mom had taken. Ra- Rachel seeing this video. Uh, she she walks up to Ross, kisses him, and for th- that's when uh, she forgives him for making that pros cons list, and uh, they finally enter in, into a relationship. We can leave a lot of the precursory stuff the same, except what if Chip never shows up and he Chip did. never shows up. Or, yeah, or, so they get or married Ross, in the beginning of Ross season gets, one. Ross gets ready a little bit faster. And or they, like, And they just show people, show the rest of the squad what a good relationship is supposed to look so like. So they, they would get into a relationship. It, it wouldn't be one season. Uh, according to this, Like so that, like, viewing that video happens at the end of season two. So this the season three would be the start of their relationship. And what if, at that point... Oh, uh, no, no, we well, no, because we changed it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, because we were changing it. My bad. Um, we change it so that, that Chip doesn't show up and they yeah. enter a relationship in high school. Yeah. So they're already married at the beginning of season one. Correct. That's they, what you're have, saying. And they have a decent relationship through the rest of the so, series. And they, they set the example for, for everyone else. Yeah, and everybody else can still have their drama and crap. But and there could be some drama, weirdness. but maybe less, yeah. you know, relationship in, in terms of like, are you know, are they going to break up? Yeah. Are they together? Blah, blah, blah. Things like also, maybe Ross doesn't want to wear his ring at work and Rachel's not happy about that. Sure. Like stuff like that. Or like uh, issues with kids. Or or job or job like Career. those kinds of drama rather than the kind of drama that's making Riley want to tear his face more off. wholesome family drama <laughs> right yeah more like you know home improvement style drama yeah that kind neighbor. of drama some yeah I love home improvement <laughs> see that's Howdy that's neighbor. good nineties sitcom yeah, great TV that's good <laughs> so I'm super on board with this this also this also does one other really significant thing really significant thing so that means that uh, Ross's kid ben his first kid mm-hmm. doesn't exist that's fine he was never married to his first wife <laughs> to use and baby so anyway. ooh, okay cutting that out um <laughs> he is and he shows up for a couple episodes only to get lost by chandler and joey yeah and to to be a reason for him to fight with his ex-wife yeah he's a plot device yeah he's a useless plot he device. really is this also but this means that also he wasn't left by his first wife for for a woman or just left he was never divorced by his his first wife and and that divorce that said that set into Ross a lot of like paranoia self-doubt self-deprecation a lot of insecurities about his future relationships 
And so that never happens, which is really, that's another, like, that's so great for them. That sets them up for success so well that that doesn't happen. So we've changed three things and we've already set them up for immense success. We've uh, made it so that uh, Rachel doesn't bully Ross's friend Will. Ross doesn't make out the 50-year-old librarian. And Chip Matthews never shows up for prom. And so Rachel and Ross go together. So I posit one more thing. Since we've taken out a bunch of the stupid relationship. <laughs> I mean. Completely volitional drama. We've taken out every season of their relationship. Well, of so Ross and Rachel. Of Ross we've and Rachel. We've taken out the volitional there's drama. Still, there's still plenty of BS. Yeah, that's true. I posit that we add some very specific, significant, life-related drama that they must endure through. Um, season four, Ross and Rachel lose a child. Ooh. Ooh. There's a lot of drama to unpack there. I mean, yes. A lot and of heartache. I, lot and of... I also want to be very careful and respectful of talking about such yeah. a thing. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's that's something that, like, the, the impact of that is immense. I mean... What if I was going to take it a, li- a different way... Mm-hmm. Um, but I think kind of the kind of the kind of so, sort of the category of drama that you were going for. But what if that? So they entered into this relationship in, in like high school, right? So what if you know they? But way before they're like they they don't get married for years at, and like a at least a few years later, right? Yeah. So what if what if uh they get what if what if Rachel gets pregnant and they put the kid up for adoption before they're married? Like, okay. And the kid comes back later. Comes back later somehow. Yeah, I mean that's the sort of thing that would happen in Friends. Well, I mean, so. like Phoebe already does kind of whole adoption thing though, twice. Mm, that's true. Because she meets her real mom. Yep. And then, yeah, her adoption stuff is really impactful, actually. That's and like, and then wow. and then she is the surrogate mother. Yeah. And so. And that's okay. That's true. So so the so the adoption thing's kind of done already. Though it's a, it's a decent option, but it's kind of already. That's done. a good point. That's yeah. I, I don't want to be superfluous, so. No, of course not. Not, <laughs> on, our, not on our show um, or in Friends. I don't know. I I feel that it's this is one of those situations we've we've had them before on the show. But like having a character, a fictional character that we are trying to you know make better or change in some way, giving them um for, having them ha- go through something traumatic always sticks in my craw a little bit because like I don't want to have someone else go through that right even a fictional character right like but assigning a trauma to someone like well it's like it's like when we when we fixed parzival he and artemis never get back together right well they they do and they don't right like he he's pushed out of the he was pushed out of the oasis permanently right and she was not stuck in it but sick or something like that right she was in a coma yeah that's right and so they never actually get back together so there's that there's that trauma and 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 suffering there yeah that that we assigned and i felt that made the character something like better because he's doing it for a reason outside of just being like a a, a selfish asshole a better the the term just i'm i only say this because the the term better carries a like a uh good bad weight to it so like i i I almost want to say like it definitely made it more again impactful i don't want to say like it was a good thing that's uh, that's all i'm trying to avoid i yeah i I wouldn't want to say that no no trauma is a good thing but exactly i I still believe that um trauma is important to character arc i mean yeah it is like like i i would never wish anything to the to any of these extents upon a human or a person i and that's what that's what sticks in my craw that's exactly that 
and uh, at the end of the day, I mean, these are these aren't people. Yeah, it's fictional right. characters, and yeah, I, and no, I understand totally right. that they're fictional. But at some point, the author had to choose to do it, or the person that created and these we characters, are the authors, right? Of this. So yeah, I mean, we could even just add a little bit of like silly drama because you can you can contrast the uh, inane, stupid drama that everyone else is going around and and engaging in in the show with the silly drama that's happening in Ross's and Rachel's lives. So you can like draw parallels and be like, you know, it's, it's almost like a sarcastic, uh, like analysis of itself. Mm-hmm. Ooh, for example, uh, Rachel, uh, takes Ross's favorite pair of pajamas and, or maybe his favorite, uh, sweatshirt and wears it for a week and then doesn't wash it. <gasps> and he gets pretty bummed out about it. Washes he, it with something pink. Ooh. Yeah. Or like puts bleach in it. Ooh. It's his favorite it. turtleneck sweater that he wears when he goes and gives lectures because he's still a paleontologist, at least at this point. Right, right, right. And so that that really bums him out and they kind of don't talk about it for a little bit. And then at the same time, in the other people's relationships, there's like stupid drama going on. And so it, it plays off each other. I, I get I get what you're saying. And I do want some of that. But I, I also I do want these characters, again, to be impactful. I want them to carry some weight. What if, um, what if one of them gets a terminal disease? I was gonna go. I, I was I was trying to go with what with your like with the kid uh-huh, thing. Uh-huh. Um, what if, uh, very very differently, completely not what you were saying, but um, <laughs> but but no, hear me out. Hear I love me your out. idea. Is, what I'm, if I'm gonna let you finish? But they choose. They decide that they don't want to have kids, and like that's. It's it's not it's not traumatic like like your suggestion was. That's why uh-huh. I say it's not like that at all. But like, what if they choose not to have kids, and that is some of the drama that they have to go through with their friends and their uh, their family members and stuff like that. Um, and then what? And then and then what if they have a kid? Like then what if she is she is suddenly pregnant? They get pregnant, and right? Now they have to tackle that, right? After not want it specifically not wanting kids. That'd be a good That's one. it's not traumatic. No, but it's. But it's dicey. It's dicey. It's weight. Oh, it's weighted. Good. It's good. still weighted. See, I was gonna say some long lines, like, uh, you wanted more death. <laughs> I, I always want more death. Uh, I was gonna say just some long lines, like, uh, Rachel forgets that Ross has a peanut allergy and sent like a, a light one, not enough. Oh, okay. And then and sends uh, like a sandwich with some new peanut spread on it or something, and he takes a bite before one of his lectures and starts to swell up and gets all gets all like his tongue swollen and he's angry. The so one, he can't, he the can't. one with Ross's swollen tongue. Yeah, right. Yeah. So he can't. So he can't give the lecture, and he gets upset about it. But he's upset at Rachel for it because right. she forgot. Right. I'm it just just that, just that definitely happens. Yeah, I'm so. I'm on board with that. Um, like if we're looking for like the little drama, right? I feel like that fits in with what Riley was <laughs> yeah. saying too. I mean, it doesn't have to. Always, but are you guys good with the whole like be about death, they end up having maybe they, maybe they end up with like twins? Like they don't want quadruplets. They don't. They sextuplets. They specifically don't want kids, and then all of a sudden, well, I think don't Monica and Chandler have twins? Yeah, no, Monica, no, Phoebe has twins. Um, when she was a surrogate for Monica, right? No, no, when she was a surrogate for the other family. I don't remember what family that was. So she that that's how it kind of begins. Is, is she walks in one day and she goes, "I'm just gonna be a, I'm gonna be a surrogate mother." And we're like, what are you talking about? I was like, oh well, I had this X Y Z happen. Like right, and then she carries she carries the kids right, to full, yeah, like yeah. she carries the twins to full term, um, gives birth to them, and then doesn't want to give them up, but has to. And that's like that's kind of remember like that one of one of Phoebe's big arcs is, mm-hmm. is that whole like, that and the her adopt ad- adoptive mother biological mother. Yeah, right. So those yeah. are those are her two big big storylines. Mm-hmm. Also. So, 
the whole Phoebe uh, mugging Ross when he was 14 and, st- and taking his comic book. <laughs> yeah, so find, we find out way later, a, over a decade later, Ross, so Ross was mugged when he was 14 by some big dude. And it, we find out that it was actually Phoebe because uh, she was like living on the streets at the time. And uh, he and she stole his prized comic book that he had written. Um, he gets it back later. So that's cute. Anyway. Anyway. So so they have octuplets. Uh, uh, that's traumatic. Um, <laughs> yeah. What, I mean, and I'm the a, Lord decided to grace maybe, you maybe with just, eight. <laughs> maybe just a kid. Maybe a kid. And then their arc, maybe, maybe they realize um, through having that kid that maybe uh, they eventually do want another one. And they can't have one. That's, why? That's already an arc. Does Ross get his nuts blown off? What? Yes. <gasps> so they have Buy to adopt. a dinosaur bone extraction device. <sighs> Yikes! It's like a drill, but like specifically That'd for like, like paleontology. A Can brush we... and a shovel. That's not. You wanted silly. <laughs> no, that is. <laughs> yeah, a man having his nuts blown off is silly. <laughs> That's super silly and traumatic. It's both. Combine best. Of I wanted worlds. trauma. You wanted silly. Great. We've I'm made doing it. the best that I can. <laughs> I'm just glad there's less stupid drama. I mean, we could also talk about only a little. <laughs> like we, uh, so like the career drama too. Like so, Ross, paleontologist, maybe. So uh, there's that paleontologist uh, in like seasons nine and ten. There's that um, uh, attractive paleontologist uh, uh, colleague, Charlie. That otherwise, you know, in in the previous canon, uh, he would get into a relationship with. Maybe she like tries to like hit on him, and he has to like not. Yeah, I'm gonna have to ask you to not. <laughs> And he says Excuse that, and that's the end of the episode. Excuse me, ma'am. Just take a stippity step back real quick. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Any other paleontology drama? There's more possibility for some drama stuff with Rachel's career yeah, stuff. He, uh, he uncovers a baculum and assumes that it's something other than what it is, and then gets upset when he finds out what it is. So he thinks that he discovers like a new species mm-hmm. uh, in yeah. paleontology. No, but it's just a walrus's baculum. It's just, I don't know what that is. It's the penis bone. Why Why what? would he know that? You know, Tell me, Riley. Nick, why from, would he from, know that? From a Freudian perspective, you're awfully obsessive. What about penises? Yeah. You well, don't say. I like mine. Glad you do, Nick. <laughs> Someone has to. Sorry, I don't speak more about the female anatomy on this podcast. I can I can change that. No. Nope. That's what you'd like? No. Nope. That's, what, that's I, what I'm hearing. I didn't miss Riley's joke. It was great. But with, no, yeah, so with I, Rachel. I, I caught it as well. I'm just not going to <laughs> acknowledge it. <laughs> So with Rachel in the previous, in the original canon, she, you know, has had a very, she was raised very spoiled and had everything given to her as much yeah, as she wants. She was like a trust fund baby. Um, so maybe she doesn't get the nose job because Ross, like with their relationship, maybe she's more competent in herself and, or, or maybe she does get it, but like, it's not about the vanity of it as much. It's more just about she wants this for herself and wants to do this because she would like to look a certain way. But it's not as much about, oh, I have to fit this perfect mold that like my family and peers will like me because of. Um, But anyway, so with Rachel, she was raised very spoiled and never had a job. uh, And she was like 25 or whatever at the beginning of the show, something like that. 24, whatever. Uh Um, And so uh, she gets cut off in, in the original canon from her like trust fund, basically by her parents because of the whole like running away from the altar from the fiance and all a, a few other things but generally um gets cut off and she gets a job as a waitress and then like finds out that she wants to uh do fashion and like gets eventually gets into that so do we want to i mean that that, that would change right like that that could change significantly because of 
um, Ross and Rachel entering a relationship in high school, does she not go into fashion? Does she more, does she, uh, realize sooner that she wants to go into fashion and like fashion management or. I think she should still have the same kind of eclectic job tastes. Okay. But they're not volitional. Like she loses her job a lot. Is she just bad at, are they like, they is just she a bad employee or struggles with getting laid off or like she, she mm-hmm. can't have consistent, like that's kind of a struggle in their relationship. I mean, I'd be okay with giving her like, you know, a character flaw that she was still raised spoiled. So maybe she is still like, not she maybe she still doesn't have a great work ethic and that's kind of a part of her character arc yeah as she progresses forward yeah 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 she um, just kind of walks in on day one puts her feet up on the desk reclines back and then and her then supervisor the chair, sees her and, and she falls and it's comedy kind of slapsticky but it's okay Ooh, what nick just said me. made me think so this is a 90s sitcom laugh track central right so this, I, I think for me, this is probably like one of the last few things that I would want to change about them as characters. No more laugh track? Um, Tyler, we use laugh tracks in our podcast. <laughs> no, we don't. Yeah. Let's me. demonstrate. <laughs> Nick, uh, uh, say say one of your branded lines. Um, I'm always talking about my penis. And now, or do you want me to swear more? Uh, no, no, that was good. Now oh. say that same line again, uh-huh. and, uh, and I'm going to add a laugh track with it. I'm always talking about Tyler's penis. <laughs> That's what so, my life could be like, is what you're saying, right? The, the laugh track in, in the 90s sitcom, they always allowed for, especially if it was a live studio audience, um, that uh, they, they would allow like time after certain like funny lines that were written were said. So what if... We just remove the laugh track. We remove <laughs> it in their lives, you know, because it, it progressed as if the, that was totally normal, right? Like, like in the episodes, someone would say something funny and then we, watching the episode, there'd be like a laugh track. But for them, it's like you say a line, and then this is just a bit too long of a pause after you say what you said, have and you ever, then it progresses on. So what if that's how they shows live? without the, the laugh yeah, track? Yeah, it's weird. It's so weird. It's so the weird. The pacing is just so off. It's super. It off. feels uncomfortable. So what if for the two of them, just the two of them, they don't have the laugh track, but they still have the gap. They still have the, the <laughs> space for it. Oh, yikes! Do they say funny things still? Sure. Like, I mean, it's still, like, it's friends. It's it's still friends. We're, we're not changing the entire premise of a 90s sitcom. I mean, we could. We're not this episode. That would be a very good appendices episode, we, is talking about the formula for a sitcom. But, and why it worked then, and why it comedy. worked in the 90s, and why it's changed and doesn't work okay. in the same way now. This anyway. is now a Mad Max-esque post-apocalyptic Ma- war what? drama. What? With friends instead. Please stop whispering. Anyway, so I'm not that, whispering, that's I'm speaking. Being I'm, quiet. I'm muttering. That's the last thing the I think. I think that's my final my final change that I would make to these characters is that they. Uh, so if, if, again, thinking of this as the show, friends. If you and I, the audience, we were all watching the friends, and every time that either Ross or Rachel like had a funny line or whatever, right? There would be the slight gap the timing for the laugh track but no laugh track but for every other character they would still have the laugh track. or to illustrate them as being more real there is no pause and there is no laugh track and they have and they an actual conversation normally. and then they turn and talk to a co- like a, a other person on the show and there's no gap when they talk to them but then when the person responds back there's a gap and ross and rachel are like looking around like are you okay like are you having a stroke and <laughs> then they just like keep going 
I feel like that would get old watching that very quickly. Yeah, very, maybe very just make one episode where it happens, and then they just assume it to be reality that their friends pause after everything they say. In so. Let me make sure I'm understanding. So Ross and Rachel, for the whole show, every se- every season, every episode, they don't have a laugh track. Nope. Ever. They don't have a gap either. Never. Um, all the other characters have the laugh track, except one episode, they don't have the, the track, but mm-hmm. they still have the gap. And like, well, I'm, I'm Ross and Rachel notice it? That in, initial, in an initial episode, they have the gap and the laugh track, and Ross and Rachel are like, what are you, are you okay? Like... So early on, but then they just like they just get used it to, to it. Be reality. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that'd be really weird, but kind of cool, like funny. It's kind of like meta. I'm I'm good with it. I'm also good. I think with every other change that we've made to this these characters, because it really it really cuts back on the relational drama. Yeah, there's still plenty of opportunity for other drama. Yep, but it cuts back on most, if not all, of their relational drama that they've had. It might not make it a sitcom anymore. No, know. We'll you talk need about to it. watch it. You, there's enough. We'll the other it. characters. I don't think it's funny. There's some like one-liners that are okay. Anyway, any other things that either of you would like to change about Ross Geller and Rachel Green? Nah. No, nothing. Jennifer Ross. Aniston's still gonna play Rachel. I think Ross is still played by. Uh, What's his name? I don't know, but I want Ross's name to no longer be Ross. What's his name now? Hoss. Hoss. <laughs> that that's uh, can that only be what uh, what Rachel calls him? That's his nickname for Big Rachel. Hoss. Big, Big, Hoss. Big Hoss. I'm super on board with that. Um, also, Ross is played by David Schwimmer, yeah, and I think right. that's fine. That's that he's still got that. Hey, Big Hoss. Meet you Big in my Hoss. room tonight. Okay. Nice. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Popular Apocrypha. We hope that you at least appreciate, if not agree with, the changes that we've made to the classic Friends sitcom characters, Ross Geller and Rachel Green. I'd appreciate um, it if you didn't agree. <laughs> What? But we wouldn't know unless you reach out to us. So you can there reach it out is. to us. You can reach out to us at uh, on our website popapoc.com or on social media at popapoc podcast. We would love to hear from you. We'd also love to hear any character suggestions for an upcoming episode that you would like us to modify, um, and then we can uh, talk about your your thoughts as well on why that character is lacking in some way if you'd like to support the show you can head on over to patreon.com slash p-o-p-a-p-o-c again that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash p-o-p-a-p-o-c to uh, head over there and uh, see the cool content that we've got set up the awesome things that we'd like to do in the future uh, with this show and with some other things as well take this take this show in a new direction any final words boys no mm, paleontology <laughs> yep yep dinosaurs my name big horse <laughs> I'm Big Hoss, the Dino Boss. (laughs) I'm always talking about Tyler's penis.